This is the Coach's Wife Life Podcast, where Kristen Urgel, a longtime TV sports reporter and college football coach's wife, goes one-on-one with her fellow coaches' wives. We will uncover the stories of the strong women who are the backbone of college athletics and athletics of all levels. And now, Coach's Wife Life. Coach's Wife Life is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit with the mission of providing support and research for medically fragile children. You can partner with the organization to make a difference for a child battling a critical illness by making a tax-deductible donation at rulerofhope.org. I'm so excited to have Tina Haley today. Tina is the wife of Rick Haley, Senior Associate Head Coach and Defensive Line Coach at the Missouri Tigers. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about this opportunity. Now, you've had stops in the SEC, Big 12, ACC, NFL. Walk me through your road to Columbia, Missouri. We have worked a lot of places. This is, I went back today and this was place number 10, or 10 moves for me with him. So we've been at Texas, LSU, um, Georgia Tech in the ACC, and some other, been the NFL, went with the Chicago Bears, so and some other small schools along the way. But Brick's been coaching. I think, what, almost 30 years, and I've spent 25 of those with him. So we've been a lot of places in that amount of time. Wow. Now, where did you grow up, and did you ever think you would be a coach's wife? I grew up in North Carolina, um, right out in a small town right outside of Raleigh. Went to school at NC State, so I'm a big basketball fan. There you go. Because I grew up, so I grew up in Tobacco Road. Um, was at NC State in 1983 when we won the national championship with Jim Balvano. So, no, I did not ever see myself being a coach's wife. What I had planned on doing myself was being a coach. Okay. I was going to be a PE teacher and a coach, but that didn't happen for me. So I ended up meeting the coach and getting married. Now, how did you meet Brick Haley? So both Brick and I worked at Austin P. State University in Clarksville, Tennessee. And so I had just started my job. I'd been there approximately three weeks, and I met him in the bookstore. We just started talking, and it just progressed from there. And so then he made a smart move and married me. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. We actually just came from that university. That was our prior stop in Clarksville, Tennessee. At Clark- oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah, I loved Clarksville. Yes, Austin P. was really – I worked there for five years really good to me, really liked the town. I mean, we really, I really enjoyed it. And I think he enjoyed it too. I did do a good community. Okay. So you have children, right? Names and ages? Yes, we have three. We have Adrian, who is 33. Adrian also works at the University of Missouri as an athletic trainer. We have AJ, who was 19, who just graduated from Rockbridge High School. He is on the autism spectrum. And then we have Jeremy, who will be 16 on the 16th of September. And he is a junior at Rockbridge High School in Columbia, Missouri. Wow. That's really, really neat. I met you back years ago um, when you were in LSU and your boys were little then. So now they're, they feel like they're almost grown. Yes. Yes. It has gone by so fast. I tell people, and I say, I know this sounds crazy, but I remember when they were born. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just seems like it's been so fast mm. that this has come about, that it's gone so fast. Okay, so I'm going to ask you some groupie questions. Is that all right? Oh, that's fine. Okay, so how many ticket requests do you get on a weekly basis? Do you get people trying to come to all these games? It just kind of depends. Here, now, I, well, it depends on where we've been. When we were at LSU, yeah, we had tons of requests, and we bought lots of tickets because we've taken the attitude that people are willing to come to us, 
the least we can do is buy tickets for them. So we had there, we had lots of requests. Our first year here, um, we didn't have as many requests, but last year we had somebody coming all the time. And this year, it seems like it's going to be the same thing. We have lots of friends and family who come from out of town to go to games with us. So we don't have a lot of local people, but you know, when you've been all over the country, you know lots of people, we really don't have an issue with tickets. I mean, and people asking for tickets. What's a home game look like for you? I mean, what time do you get to the stadium? Do you have certain tailgates you try to hit? I am not a tailgater at all, and this is why. I love football. So I feel like my time is better spent sitting at home in front of the TV watching games right up until almost kickoff time. So we are takes maybe about 15 minutes for me to get to the stadium. So I usually leave the house about 30 minutes before kickoff. That gives me time enough to get to the stadium, get parts, and be in my seat. So up until that time, I've been at home watching whoever's playing. Oh, that is very interesting. You really enjoy college football. I do. I do. I start on Thursday nights watching games. I watch Friday. I watch Saturday NFL on Sunday and Monday night football on Monday. So I've okay. watched tons of games. We could be close. We could definitely be close. <laughs> I I'm love a big it. sports fan like that. Though. I watch basketball. I watch football. I went in softball. I go to softball games here. I do a lot of sports, you know, so I just enjoy sports. I watch a lot of stuff. Do you get to travel to the away games? Yes. In fact, I went to um, Wyoming. We just played Wyoming and lost, but I did. My boys and I went to Wyoming. I try to pick one game per year that the boys and I are going to go to. Now, as a group, the university will send the wives. We have what's called a wives trip, and they'll send the wives on a trip, but in addition to that, I try to pick one. So we picked our one. I'd never been to Wyoming, so we decided to go out to Wyoming. You're in the college football. Do you get into the recruiting side of it all? Yes. I mean, do you enjoy yes, that we piece do. of it? I do. I get to meet parents. Um, and it's so good, I think, as a mother, I would want to know who I was sending my son to. And as that mother, I would like to see how this coach interacts with his wife how he interacts with his kids, because that will tell you a lot about who he is as a person, how he interacts with her and how he interacts with his kids. So what we do is um, we get invited to dinners on Friday and Saturday nights, and I try to be there every time. And there's even been cases, um, one kid that we were recruiting, he has brothers that are autistic. And so even though Brick was not his direct recruiter, they asked me to come to dinner with them so that I could talk to the mother about all of those kinds of issues that we all that she and I both know and are affected by that mm. and we did and so we ended up finding her son finds plays with us I see her at all the games and we still talk and have a very good time and enjoy each other so I love meeting the parents and it gives you an idea and then lots of times I encourage the mothers to ask me questions because I tell them I'll tell you what kind of man he is Mm-hmm. No, I I think my husband's a darn good football coach, mm-hmm. but he's an even better man. I can tell you everything about him as a man. Now, I don't know all the X's and O's about football, but if you want to know what kind of man he is, what kind of man he'll be with your son, how he's going to treat him, I'll tell you that. And, I know if, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it either because mm-hmm. Brick's not that kind of guy. He doesn't sugarcoat. Anybody who knows him knows that he will not sugarcoat anything. And that's what I do when I'm talking about him to parents, to mothers especially, telling them this is what you're going to get. 
He is so well-respected. Your husband is all across the country. He's been in a lot of different places. We mentioned it. What do you think makes him special? Oh, it's his personality and the fact that he is, he is very smart. He's hardworking. He's very caring. And he is honest. And I think people really respect the fact that he's honest. Like I just said, he does not sugarcoat anything. And it doesn't matter who you are. He doesn't care how good you are. If you messed up, he'll tell you you messed up. But at the same time, he'll kind of pick you up and dust you off, and he's going to love on you a lot. And he'll do whatever he can for these kids. And he'll tell them, no matter what you do, I'm going to be there for you. And if it's 20 years down the road, you call me. I'll take care of you. I'll do what I can to help you. And he's done that. And his kids just continue to come back to him over and over and over again for advice and counsel and whatever it is that they need. He'll try to get it done for them and help them because he wants them to be the best men that they can be and whatever he can do to get them to that point. That's what he's going to do. Isn't it special to be in this business long enough? You've said 25 years to see these young men go through college, maybe play in the NFL or going on to a profession and then having families of their own and coming back and talking to you and coach Haley. Is it just the progression of that special? Well, the first thing it does is makes you feel old. when we're talking about I'm like I remember him and now he's got a son that's what that we're recruiting yeah so you know or they're calling Rick and saying hey coach you know I got this kid you know can you help me you know to get him to work like oh god I feel old (laughs) and that's the kind that's the first thing I think but uh, it is really rewarding especially especially when you see some of them who've gone into coaching as well and you know that he's made that impact on their lives. And all the time when you see them do well, and, and that's all you want, you want them to do good things and to be good people. It does make you feel good that you were a part of that and you could help these young men get to where they wanted to go to. One of the most fun things about this is going to bowl games. Do you have one that you've loved the most? If you look back and go, that was the most fun experience we've ever had as a family. Can you name one? Oh, absolutely I can. It's the Cotton Bowl. <laughs> We were at LSU. Oh, we were at LSU at the time, 2010. Yes, absolutely. The Cotton Bowl, and anybody who's ever been will tell you this, is the most fun bowl ever. Really? I mean, we had seven days there in Dallas, and you wouldn't think that because they don't have, it's not like going to Florida where there's Disney and all this kind of stuff. They treat you so well. Hmm. They roll out the red carpet. They do any and everything for you, and for me, I got, because of that, I got to know Rick Baker, who was a chairperson of the Cotton Bowl, and we've maintained that relationship since I met him during that time. Wow. So, I made it, actually, I met his wife first at a dinner, at a luncheon, and then I met him. And so, it's been wonderful, but the Cotton Bowl, by far, has been the best bowl for me. That is really, really neat. Now, I think every uh, coaching couple has highs and lows, you know, just, it's not an easy business to walk through. What do you think has been the toughest adversity you both have faced and what did you rely on to get through those moments? Well, the first thing you have to have faith, you know, if you don't have faith, you don't have anything else. So, you know, I think you need to know the Lord and you need to pray. That's the first thing. Um, so probably the toughest for us, there've been some times when we've been separated. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when I say separate, he's taking jobs and because of the situation, with AJ, who is our son on the uh, spectrum, we would never move during the school year. So we've always stayed behind. So there was a period for about two years where in that two-year period, we lived in the same house for about six months. 
Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit tough. So as mm-hmm. a coach's wife, you have to be independent. You've got to be able to handle things and keep it moving because you're in this kind of sort of by yourself. I had a friend before I got married who's married to a coach, and she told me, she said, it's like being a single married person. Mm-hmm. And true words were never spoken because even though I'm married, I still function in a lot of ways like a single parent. Mm-hmm. So yeah. those are the times. And then, the, and then like, <laughs> And then the times when, you know, you've had job changes where you've gotten fired, um, you know, those were a little bit tough, but not, you know, that bad. Because one of the things Brick told me, he said that two kinds of coaches are the ones that have been hired and the ones that are going to be fired. Mm-hmm. So, you know, That's we've held on to that. So we've been able to get through that, you know, but those, those are the situations. But mostly it's just prayer and knowing that, you know, hey, there's something out there that's coming for us. And we've been very fortunate. How has experiences like that changed you as a person? Do you think it's made you stronger than you? Oh, it absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's made me stronger. It's made me more appreciative of what we have and understanding what we have and not taking it for granted. Because as Brick will always remind me, there are good coaches out there without jobs. Mm-hmm. He it's tells true. me that all the time. So, you know, it's just, it makes you appreciative and you try to have to, and you got to hold on to, and know, make, keep your life together on, on a small, smaller scale and, you know, big things are coming and just don't allow it to just get too big for you and just remember who you are and where you are. You mentioned your son, AJ, and I have noticed throughout the years, uh, organization called Brick Road to Success. What does the organization do? So what Brick did is founded, um, he had the, this foundation. And so what we do is we raise money for Autism Speaks. Um, we do a golf tournament. We are a 53C, I think that's the correct word anyway. We're through United Charitable. So you can donate to us and it, you can take that off your taxes. Um, so we do a golf tournament in Gadsden, Alabama, which is Brick's hometown every year. And we, we raise money for Autism Speaks. All the money that we raise goes to them. This was our sixth year. And we raised over twenty thousand dollars this year. Oh my so we're goodness! We're really excited about. Yeah, we're pretty excited about that. So over the course of, we're getting close in this six year. You know, we're getting close to like a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Getting close to what we've done for them, but you know, it's through generous people. So we have lots of sponsors. So different people from all the places we've been across the country have donated money. The the kids that he's coached who play in the NFL have donated money to us. We have lots of friends around. We also do a silent auction. So we've got players donating jerseys and coaches donating helmets and things of that nature that have really helped us. So we feel really good about what we've done. But we thought that would be our way of trying to help and give back to something that is near and dear to our heart, to help other people, to help with the research in autism. And your son, AJ, obviously he has challenges, but he, I'm sure he inspires you in so many ways. Yeah, well, AJ is an interesting character. Um, so unlike, you know, I, his autism, I don't know how to describe it, but he, he is verbal. You know, that's one of the things he is verbal. Um, and so, and he can function in a lot of ways. He just, he got high school diploma. I mean, just wow. graduated. So now we're in the process of, looking for a job. We're job hunting right now. So there's some things that he'll be able to do on his own. And there may be some things that, you know, he may not get to. Um, one of the things that I've heard and we've talked about with autistic kids, sometimes they're just a little bit slower at getting there, but they'll get there, you know, so 
we're we're working towards that. So yeah, we're we're job hunting right now. Absolutely. Now, if you think back over the years, some of these decisions and some of those harder times, you've kind of had to do it alone. I mean, I think you had a little bit harder of a road than maybe some of the other coaches' wives, because obviously autism is something that's it's pretty challenging to, it can be to, to carry. Yes, it is. And one of the things, I mean, just in simple things like choosing a school, before Brick took this job here at Missouri, I said to him, we've got to make sure, particularly because AJ was already in high school, that it's going to work for him. Mm -hmm. I've got to know that he can get a high school diploma, that they will have the services that he needs in order to be able to accomplish his goal before I agreed to move to Missouri. And I said, because we were in Texas at the time, and so I already knew what I had. Mm -hmm. I said, now, you can take the job, but if you want me to come, us to come, then it has to work for him. So I had to do some some recon mm-hmm. and figure out that, okay, they can get this done. So yeah, here we come. So that's kind of been what it's been for us is figuring that part out because we can't go into just any situation. The school had to work for him and making sure they were going to have what he needed to be able to be successful. And if it didn't work for AJ, it wasn't working for me. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. to make sure that whatever we had was going to work for him because as his mother, it's my job to make sure he has what he needs to be successful. Mm-hmm. And getting him around and physicians I'm, and people that understand exactly, um, right. you know, his needs and how to right. maximize them for sure. And that's heavy sometimes right. to carry, you know, I mean, it's, it is? it's complex. I mean, I know that firsthand myself, it's sometimes I have a lot of weight that I th- think about like when we move, I'm like, okay, you know, how's this all going to work yes. out? But God takes care of yes. those little things, you know? And that's why I said you have to stay, you got to stay prayerful, stay prayed up. It is paramount. I believe in that. I do too. I absolutely do. He's gotten us through some dark days for sure. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, and you know, as a parent, there are some days that you go, oh my God, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And you just want, and you just want to quit. And you, you know, and you go in the corner and you have a good cry and you go, okay, here we go. Let's get it back together. Cause you can't stay in that low point. You can't stay there because your kids need you. Right, right. So you just kind of dust yourself off and, all right, here we go. How do you deal with the it's not fairs? You know, when it creeps up, you know, he he didn't ask for this. You know, do you ever feel that way? Like, well, that's not fair. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think you're human if you don't feel that way. But then I think you have to come back. And one of the things I learned from my father is that there is good in every situation. Mm. He would say that all the time. So you got to look for the positive. So one of the positives, you know, I think about AJ is he's such a great kid. He's very loving, very sweet. You know, and I think of parents who have like all these issues with their kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have any of those, some of those saying all the talking back and, you know, my kid's not running around the streets. <laughs> you know, I don't have to worry about where he goes because he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he's at home. He's at home with me and perfectly happy being at home with me. Mm. So there's some things, you know, when you look at it, I felt like from that perspective, you know, yes, those parents have some things that I don't have, but I have some things that they don't have too. That's right. What a neat perspective. And I'm sure that didn't come overnight. That's probably through time of prayer and. No. Right. And like I said, my dad had taught me look for the good in every situation. So I just had to kind of start, you know, taking some steps back and looking, going, okay, yeah, this ain't so bad, you know, and, and it could be a lot worse. 
that's the mm-hmm. other part of that. You know, I know some people who, who are, whose autistic kids are a lot different than mine. You know, that's why it's called a spectrum disorder. So, and then I know some people who have autistic kids who are certainly different from me. You know, so it's a mm-hmm. whole, you get a whole gamut. So you just have to look at that and work with your child and where your child is and what he needs. You ready for another really tough question? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I know, but you knocking them out of the park, girl. <laughs> <laughs> You've been the backbone to a highly successful coach. I think everybody knows who Coach Haley is at Missouri. Do you feel like there's a couple of things that maybe you've done or you've tried to do? And I know it feels like you're bragging on yourself, but, you know, give us some advice. Some of those that haven't been in it as long as you have or haven't reached the success you have. Are there some things that you've done that's contributed to his success in your lives as a family? Well, I'd like to think so. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to think so. So one of the things that I've always tried to do is to handle our business in such a our business at home in such a way that allows him to not worry about what happens here that he can focus on his job. Mm. So I, I I take care of everything here so that there's not this I need to call him to ask him a question about this. I need to call him about that. No. When you go to work, you need to focus on coaching football and those kids. You don't have to worry about this part of it, I got this. So that's, I think, I feel like has been my biggest contribution because I'm able to function. I can make decisions. I can handle things and I'm good at it mm-hmm. because, you know, prior to me being with him, you know, I worked, I worked as an administrator. So mm-hmm. I knew how to handle things, how to handle business and take care of things. And that's what I do. I bring that same thing to the house. So he doesn't have to worry about that do you feel like because you it's always taken care of. You feel like you have to kind of develop a kind of a support system for yourself, though, because to give yourself breaks, because uh, he's not yes. able to come. I mean, do you kind of set that up for yourself sometimes? I'm a pretty simple person. I don't need a whole lot. I like good food, so if we can find me a good restaurant there you go. where I can go to eat at, I'm I'm good with that. Um, I used to like to shop, but I've kind of gotten away from that. <laughs> yeah, and. As long as I can, like I said, I like sports, I got TV, um, I'm good. But really, good food is my thing. I need good food. Do you like to cook? Yes, I do. And I cook a lot. I don't necessarily like to eat my own cooking, but um, <laughs> I do. I do cook. And I I love going. I like to go out to eat, though. Mm-hmm. That's right. What do you think is the toughest part about being a coach's wife? I think the toughest part is listening to other people and being able to tune them out. Mm. And I didn't realize when we were at Clemson, we were there for one year and then the staff got fired. And during that time, we didn't have kids in, but I didn't know that people, little kids. So there were other kid people who had young kids on the staff and their classmates were just giving them a hard time about your dad's going to get fired. Your dad's going to get fired. And I didn't realize that people got caught up into all of that like they did. So I learned a lot from that situation and trying to make certain that my boys really get caught up into that and that you don't get caught up into all the comments that you hear in the stand from people saying things like that. Oh, he needs to get fired. They need to go. Because you once teams start losing, you start hearing all of that, and you have to learn to tune that out and not take that personally, and that people don't really understand that 
our lives depend on the whims of 18 to 22 year olds. Mm -hmm. They don't understand that. No. And that we are not, (laughs) you know, sometimes you hear comments and you, you think they're like, okay, yeah, the coach said, you really think that they told them that they needed to do that, that he needed to throw that ball that way, that interception, or do you think he fumbled or missed that tackle? You know, when you hear some of the things that people say, it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that most people don't know is how much time coaching really takes. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that people always thought before they knew me is that pretty much that they just show up on game day. (laughs) Right. And they had no idea how much time it took. That it really takes and all the things of preparation that goes into coaching and putting that product on the field on Saturdays, how much time it really does take. You're a very grounded person. There's a lot of pressures you talked about in this business from outside sources. Are there things, you know, our guys sometimes don't hear a lot of that, but sometimes they do. Are there some things that you remind Coach Haley of um, during the highs and lows of coaching football? You just things that you, how do you keep them encouraged? Pretty much, I'll just go in there and tell them, hey, you know I love you. And that's usually that's usually about all I need to say because he himself is a pretty grounded person. He has been in this business a long time, and he knows what it takes. He knows how people are. And a lot of times, he won't let that get to him because he can look at the successes. And it's, just, you know, just little things. You know, when you see this guy who made this play last week and then he doesn't make the same mistake and you see them learning it's just a growth he knows that he's been in this business a long time so it doesn't he doesn't require a whole lot from me I just kind of remind him that he's loved that he has us here and no matter where he is where he's going I'm right with it I love that do you guys have traditions after a win no not really we usually get something to eat come home and watch football (laughs) (laughs) that's fun isn't it I sometimes yes. like early games because then you get them the rest of the afternoon and evening. Yes. And usually we'll come home and, and he, I'll watch football. Now he may not watch it because he'll tell me, he's like, you know, I just watch football all week. Right. <laughs> so he loves Westerns. And so he's going to watch a Western and he may watch. If it's a team that we're going to play later, he may watch some of that. Or if it's somebody coaching on that team that he really likes, he may watch a little of it, but he's not going to watch the whole game like I am. I'm going to watch the whole game. So we just kind of do that. But it's just going to be come home, get something to eat, you know, some TV. He's going to go to sleep, and that's about all we do. So, no, we don't really have a, a tradition that we do after a game. It's just eating and watching TV. Do you get to do some things with the other coaches' wives throughout the week or a couple times a year? Um, we'll get together sometimes. Our head coach's wife is really good about trying to get us together. Um, a couple of things that we've done here that I've enjoyed is we've gone to the Ronald McDonald house and made lunch for them. So, you know, get out and do some things like that. I enjoy that. We've done that as um, we'll go to lunch sometimes, celebrate birthdays. So just, you know, different things. But do we've got have- a pretty a pretty young staff. So there's some people with some young kids that they don't, you know, they can't do like I can leave mine at home. So, you know, a lot of that comes into play too. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. I'm in that young mm-hmm. stage. I'm like, Oh, everything takes a babysitter. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And you don't, I mean, sometimes, I mean, cause there've been situations where they like, okay, I can't come. I had three babysitters lined up. Another one could work. So right, you right. Know, these things, these things happen. So you can't make it, but you know, Hey, I understand. I've been there too. 
Yes, you have for sure. Now, do you have a coach's wife mentor in this business or just a group of people you've kind of taken some information and advice from? Well, I mentioned my friend that I actually went to college with. Um, Her husband's at the University of Florida right now. Um, She gave me that advice when we were getting married. And so her, Kathy Miles, is another person that, you know, I've got to be really good friends with. And I I respect and um, enjoy talking with her. And I've learned a lot from her as well and how to handle yourself, um, those kinds of things. So I would say those two. I I love her. I'm blessed right now to be with her and on the staff. I know. I'm just so excited. We get to be with them. She's amazing. So she is, she is. Okay. So do you guys get to spend some time with coach Haley's players? Do you get any time where your boys get to see them much? Yes, we will. Now I have to say now my boys don't like, are not interested in football at all. You know, which everybody thinks like, really? Like, no. And that is not their thing, which like it's kind of hard that you would think that they would enjoy football because that's all they know, and because I like it so much, so they have to they have to go to games that's not negotiable, so we they have to go um but yes, we'll have our players over um for dinner mm-hmm. whenever they want to come, so i I make dinner and they can interact with them if they choose to, and we'll usually you know we're waiting outside the locker room after games, so you know we'll see them that way. What do so you like? Do have an opportunity. What do you like to cook for the players? Um, usually, kind of depends. We'll usually do some kind of barbecue. So we'll have ribs. We may have pulled pork. Um, I make baked beans. They like macaroni and cheese. I'll usually have some brownies. So some of it will depend on the time of year, you know. Mm-hmm. So we may have some fruit or something. But generally, it's going to be some ribs, some chicken, some hot. Something we can do on the grill because that's easier. Mm-hmm. to do on the grill and I can do a lot of it at one time and we're going to have baked beans and they like they love macaroni and cheese so I'm going to have macaroni and cheese for sure I need and to get just a kind good, of go with some other stuff I need to get a good you mac and cheese recipe do you, you have one I do I got it from my sister it's off the Mueller's Mueller's um pasta spaghetti okay. or macaroni do you know that that name no I don't I'm gonna look this up M-U- M-U-E-L-L-E-R-S, or it could be apostrophe S. Okay. But they are a pasta maker. And so I don't know if that's just a North Carolina, maybe it's a Southern thing. Because I, I remember we had that growing up. My sister lives in Georgia. But I got it from her. It was off the box. So um, if you don't find that, text me and I'll, okay. um, and I'll send it to you. That sounds good. That is a, that is a favorite. That is a favorite with players. They love mac and cheese for sure. Yes. And this one is really, you use like Swiss cheese and some American cheese. It's really good though. I mean, I like it. Do you have a date during the season that you try to go out maybe once a week or once a month or is it just too hard to find time? Oh, that, you know, we've been married 25 years. That ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> We're way past date night. <laughs> If, if my husband has some time, he's going, I just want to sit on this couch or sit in my chair and watch the TV and take a nap. Yes, so that, yes. that has failed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love and I'm okay. And, and, and I say, that, and I'm okay with that. We're, we're both pretty okay with that. You know, he comes in and we'll usually sit down and when he gets home from work and they'll spend some time kind of talk about the day, you know, we share some time that way. But yeah, I can't remember the last time 
I'm going on a date. <laughs> Maybe on our anniversary. Sometime, but our anniversary is June the 3rd, so we usually don't get to go out there because there's usually football camp during that time. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah, there is now. All mm-hmm. camps, like mm-hmm. all summer long, for sure. Yes. What do you think is a task you've done that people might not realize is a responsibility of a coach's wife? Um, I would probably say just the recruiting part of it. And, I don't, and, and that depends on what staff you're on and what the expectations are with that. That and then probably when you move. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've moved, what, 10 times and... I think Brick might have been there for two of those ten or something. You know, generally, because you know, once they get a job, they just kind of pick up and go. They just go so like the next behind. day. Yeah, I the mean, next day. Yeah, and that's another thing people don't realize is that they don't give a two week notice or no. you can't say, okay, I'll show up on May first. No, when you get this job in about two to three days, you're going to be there. Yeah, yeah, you got a new shirt on, and then you're going to go see recruits for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, where the previous week you might have just been working for a different school. So it's just crazy like that. But they just kind of pick up and go. So you're left to, you know, you got to manage and get all the things done. And, you know, once they start packing and all that. So, yeah, yeah, he's probably been at at two of them, you know, where we had the packing part and then, you know, the arriving. So it's just different. I, I think that's probably one thing people don't realize. I think you're right. Do you get any downtime at all? What do you enjoy doing? I told you I like to go out to eat. <laughs> I watch sports. Sports is is my big thing. Like I said, yeah. I do the college game. So whatever college we've been at, I I go to men's bat. I love basketball. Men's basketball, women's basketball. I go to women to softball. Um, and I'm gonna start trying to get into. I watch volleyball and things like that from home. But I'm like, you know what? I need to start going to these events and watch some of the other athletes perform so mm-hmm. I just I really enjoy sports so I get into that did you play sports I played high school basketball and softball so what do you think are the most rewarding aspects to you about being a coach's wife the joy of being around athletics and how much I have enjoyed it and for me moving you know most people don't like it which it's not the best thing in the world but I have learned so much about different people, different cultures, different parts of the world. It's a travel. And I can't, I mean, we've been to a bunch of different states and football has a lot to do with that. So I've gotten to see the country in, in a whole different way. So I have really enjoyed that. And I know people all over the country as a result of that. I think it's neat to meet such great people in different, either small towns or big cities in different states. There's just great people yes. in this country. Like, there are. And you, you can get stuck thinking, okay, this is where I'm from and this is the way they do life and this is the best way. Mm-hmm. And you, your mind gets opened up to a different way of doing something or a yes, different way to approach it. And you're like, well, that's not wrong. That's just, God, that, that works too. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. It's just, it's just a different approach. What's your all-time favorite coaching memory? What I remember the most is the 2011 season at LSU. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we went undefeated that year, got to the national championship game. And so that was a special year. I mean, that was definitely a special year. So I'm going to say that. It's probably been my best coaching memory. Just that season was special. Rapid fire questions. You ready? Yep. 
What's the last book you've read? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> didn't, I, you, didn't you hear me say that I like sports? I <laughs> can't even think. Golly, the last book? Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me think. Um, maybe The Maze Runner. And I say that because when my boys would read books at school, I would read with them as well. So that if there was homework, we needed to discuss it. I could intelligently discuss the book. So I'm just going to say The Maze Runner. Okay, I like it. All right, Coach surprises you and walks in the door with concert tickets. What would be printed on that ticket? Some old school rhythm and blues something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I listen to a lot of old school R&B music, so something, some group from that. I have no idea. Okay. All right. Now, everybody has something that needs to be thrown away that, around the house. It's, you know, I mean, we've got something somewhere. What's the ugliest thing you own? I don't know. I have a plaid jacket or something. Yeah, a plaid jacket. Okay. It probably needs to go. <laughs> if you could have dinner with someone other than a family member, current or from history, who would that be? Uh, Barack Obama. Okay. You get a night alone. What would you binge watch? Uh, <laughs> uh, so I can't think of anything that, cause I don't really do that. <laughs> so we've been watching, so Brick started last, uh, what it's called, uh, now yeah, it's a, it's a show on the, on Oprah's network, the Green Leafs, Green Leafs, that's what okay. it is, Green Leafs, yes, it's show on Oprah's network, Greenleaf. So I'll just say we've been binge watching that a little bit, but that's not one of those things that I would do. But yeah, that's been pretty good. So when we say Greenleaf. You lock your keys in your car. Your husband's at practice. Who's the first person you call? Well, it won't be him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. They're, the running back coach's wife here, her name is Dawn Ford. So she would be the first person. Or I would call Tia. One of the two of them would be my, if one doesn't answer, I'm calling the other. <laughs> you have a great head coach's wife too. She's amazing. She is. She's, she's been she on this is. podcast before as well. Okay. Love, love, love. Yes. Yes. She's very, I mean, just wants to do good things. I mean, she's so thoughtful and that's what just blew me away. I mean, you walk out and, you know, she'll leave your message. So she's left for, thank, I mean, for Halloween she had this thing, you've been booed or something. So she's got all these little treats in there for the kids and just really cute stuff that she'll do, that she'll just leave at your house. I mean, just really thoughtful, mm. really, really thoughtful. That I mean, means she a lot. takes us on these, yeah, we go on a wife's trip, you know, gonna, she'll give you a gift and, you know, we go to dinner. I mean, really, really nice. I'm like, okay. Yeah. She makes that family like atmosphere, you know. She does. She really does. If your husband weren't a coach, what would he be? What he should be is a comedian. And I've told him a long time ago that he needed to give up coaching and get into comedy because he is hilarious. <laughs> I told him he'd make a lot of money doing that. I mean, anybody that knows him will tell you that he's really, really funny. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, that's what he should be doing. Now, he would say, no, that's not. He, was, he started off, he was a PE teacher. So he would either be doing that or... The thing he loves um, working in a yard. So he used to say when he stopped coaching, he was going to go into, he's going to get his own lawn service. So. <laughs> it could be like Haley and Ergo lawn service because he and Joshua are yes. about the same person. They love it. It's a stress <laughs> relief. He'll have that lawn just.
Yes, I mean, he loves, you know, cutting the grass out of the So I'm like, why? Who wants to do that? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but that's what, but for me, I think he should be a comedian because he is hilarious. What sport can you beat Coach Haley in? Any of them. Ah! Now that's, like my ver- now, that's my version of the truth. Uh-huh. But his version would be, she'd never beat me at anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> there we go. If your family had a theme song, what would it be? I'm going to do the Jeffsons. We're moving on up. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. If you had a superpower, what would that be? I'd read people's minds. Oh, yes. If that was my superpower. Mm-hmm. I would love to read minds. Mm-hmm. No one said that on this podcast. I've asked this question like 20 times. <laughs> yes, I, I like to know what people are thinking. That's yeah. smart. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Tina. This has been so much fun. Well, thank you for asking me on. I really, I have enjoyed it. I really have appreciated it. I really uh, have. All right. So check out the social media sites, Brick Road to Success. You can also follow them on their social media at BrickRTS for sure. Go and support this amazing organization. I love nonprofits doing good and making a positive impact on things that they're passionate about. Coach's Wife Life is brought to you by Ruler of Hope. Ruler of Hope is a nonprofit with the mission of providing support and research for medically fragile children. You can partner with the organization to make a difference for a child battling a critical illness by making a tax-deductible donation at rulerofhope.org. Make sure to subscribe to the Coach's Wife Live podcast. And for a replay of this episode or previous episodes, visit coacheswifelife.org and follow us on social media at Coach's Wife Life.